This is the MDRT Podcast. When a language barrier is involved, certain information may get lost in translation, and there are many other nuances that can go overlooked in niche markets. During a conversation at MDRT headquarters before the pandemic, Chad DeMar, Rockford, Illinois. Xiao Chen, Clarendon Hills, Illinois. Maria J. Garcia, Riverside, Illinois. Discussed who they work with and important information to know about these clients. One thing I've realized in my market is obviously Hispanics have been here for a long time. And even before I started with the company, there were quite a few that were written by a child translated or the agent was not uh, obviously aware of speaking Spanish or anything like that. But it's such a huge impact because they think that, okay, what the son translator, so they understand. And it's like, no, there's no way in this type of business that you can have somebody that's not in the business translate for you because so much is lost in that. And it may be the difference between that can is blue and somebody may, oh, it's red. That It's something as simple as that. And it frustrates me because I understand the agent was trying to do something good for the client, but the client was lost because the language barrier. And that's why if you are going to get into the Hispanic market, just have a resource that you know can do a thorough translation. That would be the biggest thing that I would recommend. You know, either a colleague that is, you know, in the business that speaks the language because it is so huge. And as much as you may be helping the client, you may actually be hurting them. Because, you know, I've had situations where, no, I thought this was completely different. It's like, I'm sure it was explained to you, but, oh, well, you know, my kid was here, things like that. So that's something I feel very strongly about. And I don't know if you've had that where it's like, you really need to, obviously it's finance, obviously it's a big part of our lives. So we need to know exactly what we're dealing with. And that's one thing I tell my clients, like have somebody speak in Spanish too, so you can understand it. I think from my experience, so I'm what they call the 1.5 generation. So which means that somebody who was born in another country and they go, I came to the U.S. when I was 12. So I'm fluent in both Mandarin. And so the demographics that I work primarily with is actually the, the ones that are from mainland China. But I actually found out there is actually, even those came from mainland China, they have different perspectives to life insurance. Now, so for those who came to the U.S., let's say, like me, 25 years ago, so they had no understanding of life insurance even when they were back in China. So when they came to America, naturally, they didn't seek life insurance. And when someone was presenting the idea of life insurance, they had a lot of doubts and they were very skeptical. My family was that one of those generations, but I didn't realize China has been growing for the past 20 to 30 years, and the life insurance industry in China has been growing. So some of those new immigrants that came to the U.S. from China, let's say since maybe within the last 10 years, their number one priority is actually getting life insurance. So there is one example. I actually had someone who moved in into my neighborhood. It was about four years ago. And they were straight from Shanghai. When I told them what I did, I was say I'm a financial advisor, financial services, you know. So naturally, we made appointments to talk about different investments and everything. And then she actually said, life insurance. I just, the first day after I got off the plane, I actually made a call with a local life insurance agent because that's the first thing we're actually looked for. I had no idea that you actually did life insurance because as a habit, when I talked to Chinese people, I, I didn't say I sell life insurance. I told them I'm a financial services because I thought the term life insurance threw mm-hmm. them away. But now after that meeting, everything's changed. Yeah. I, I didn't know they were looking for life and insurance. And that's really, I mean, it's, yeah. it's odd enough because just this last year, I set up a 401k in a corporation downtown who 
their primary base is is Chinese. So you have a mix of Mandarin Cantonese. And then on the other side of it, out in the warehouse, and the drivers, a lot of them are from Ecuador. So you've got this mix, and that dynamic was just just spun my head around trying to understand the cultures. I mean, and I'm talking to the, the Chinese agent who's in there helping because you know, I need somebody there, just like you said, to make sure that they're translating. And she speaks both Cantonese and, and Mandarin, so it made it a lot easier to get through it. But I'm always still looking at her going, okay, so why did this happen and why did that happen? Because I'm trying to understand the cultural differences. They look, you know, there's there's differences in how people perceive things and look at it. And in your environment, yeah, they're understanding life insurance a lot more. The problem is, is they're having a hard time trying to find somebody that they can trust. Yes. Because there are a lot of people out there putting them in the wrong products right. and, and making and the, the wrong decisions fact, for them. You're exactly right. Because mm-hmm. the reason why I thought a lot of Chinese had a uh, negative reaction to life insurance is because actually bad things did happen because maybe back 25 years ago, they were put into a plan that maybe wasn't the best plan for them, but it's only because the agent selling them was Chinese. And the agent obviously wasn't trained enough to do a good service for them. So as a result, they, they didn't know what, what, what they were buying into and they didn't get what they're expecting out of these policies. And the, and the so interest rate environment was much right, different back then too, which that's caused true. a bigger yeah. issue with it. Yeah, it was hard to explain that. That's the end of this month's episode. If you'd like to subscribe, you can find us on SoundCloud and Spotify at MDRT Podcast. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.